Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey, into the night sky, to the sunset shine, into the day, baby. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. The crowds have mostly faded away for another season from the world's largest Christmas store, but there are still plenty of reasons to visit Frankenmuth at this beautiful time of the year. If you love chocolate, listen up. A new original event is coming to Detroit that will totally satisfy the sweet tooth in you. A Craftsman's Legacy is coming to TV soon, and Monroe is home to a humble setting that once was the scene of a major battle in the War of 1812. We travel Michigan next, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. To Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, and we again get the opportunity this week to check out Michigan in all of its beautiful glory at this time of year. There are so many reasons to travel around the state at any time of the year, but I think this is, is that time of the year that's kind of like in between, you know, late winter, we're not really in spring yet, and I know that uh, you're probably looking for some neat things to do, mostly inside. So we're going to tell you about some of those things you might want to do on today's program. And we're going to tell you about some other really cool things happening uh, surrounding travel in Michigan. So let's get right to it by heading to a fun town, the fun town in Michigan. It is Frankenmuth. And to find out what's happening at this time of the year, let's bring in Jamie Furbush. Jamie is the president CEO of the Frankenmuth Convention Visitors Bureau. Jamie, thanks for being with us today. Good morning, Dave. Nice to nice to be with you. You know, you you have all these things that happen certainly at Christmas time. It's a, a you know a huge place because of Bronner's and you know all these other things. In the fall, of course, uh, with Oktoberfest coming up and all that, I know a lot of people think about Frankenmuth, but people are looking for things to do either now or in the near future. What do you what do you recommend they consider on the Frankenmuth area? Yeah, this is a, an interesting time of year, as you as you noted. It's um, that a little bit of that in between, but you know, spring break time is really big um, here in Frankenmuth, of course, because of our water park hotels. Mm. Um, so that's a wonderful thing to keep the family busy, sort of in this, uh, um, you know, the the end of winter, mm. let's call it, yeah. um, as we're heading into spring. And and really, I I like to think about um, when we get to this time of year, I start to like to think about the summer. It's, I don't think it's ever too early to start planning for our uh, summer vacations, especially how busy things have gotten in Michigan with our travel seasons. Um, planning ahead can be uh, sometimes cost savings, and you can certainly get better availability when you look ahead. And so, um, you know, I, I would say, you know, indoor things uh, this time of year, we, we look at our, our spring break crowd, but it's actually a great time to get away for our um, for couples or, or parents even too if you want to um, escape the crowds. You know, when you come at, at Christmas time, it's a whole different experience yeah. than when you come in in March. Yeah. Um, 
And so if you, you want a really um, relaxing Frankenmuth um, experience, um, March is really a great time to come for that. Yeah, I agree. And, and I love the idea of that anticipation you get to go through at this time of the year when you are thinking about warm weather months. But you bring up the water parks, and that can be an any time of the year experience. You have really two water parks. I, I think a lot of people might be surprised to think of Bavarian Inn as having been the first water park in Michigan. I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's um, I guess it's been kind of on the smaller side consider, you know, compared to modern day water parks, but they're going through a huge renovation. They've already started that, haven't they? Yeah, a little bit. It, it'll be, uh, it won't be real noticeable to the guests um, this spring and in, in, um, summer, but um, you, they'll see some things outside happening um, as that expansion is preparing. And you're exactly right. The Bavarian and Lodge really was a pioneer in the water park industry. Um, you know, originally they had five indoor water or indoor pools. Um, one that was dedicated adults only still is. Um, and the Family Fun Center, which has indoor putt-putt, I think is just spectacular. In yeah. fact, my kids even love going over there um, frequently in the wintertime um, in the cold months to just kind of get some activity um, inside. And so that fun center is really a unique um, family attraction, and it's, it's fun for all ages, really. Yeah, agree. And um, the neat thing is that even during this renovation, that's still open, so you can still oh, go yeah. there and enjoy all that. Now, you also have Zender's Splash Village, and that's, again, it's a year-round attraction. Yeah, definitely a water park mecca that it's been built, um, and I think I think as a destination, once the the lodges um, water park expansion is complete, our, our community will really be um, very transformed for that that purpose. But um, those that have come to visit at Splash Village know it's um, it's a great experience. They have their original water park, but then they have their their big water park expansion there as well. Um, you know, they have the retractable roof, so on the nice days, if we get any of those wonderful, you know, 70-degree days in, in uh, the late late winter, early spring, they um, are able to open the, the retractable roof and let that sun in, which is kind of nice. It feels like you're a little bit outdoors. Um, they've added that glass um, enclosure like they have in the new water park to the original water park now as well. So they continue to reinvest and um, keep that water park um, very, very well maintained, and, and it's a it's a great place to go as well. Well, I'm sure everybody knows about uh, Bronner's Christmas Wonderland, which is a great place to visit any time of the year. They also know about the uh, wonderful meals at Zender's and at Bavarian Inn, but you have so many other places to eat uh, as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, and again, this time of year is a great time to explore something different. So, of course, the world-famous chicken dinners are are a mainstay. I think when people come to Frankenmuth, that's very common. But if you're here multiple days or or you want to just try a different experience, um, you know, the Frankenmuth Brewery is is an option, of course. Um, Prost Wine Bar and Charcuterie is one of our our, um, really unique wonderful locations right here on Main Street downtown. Well, whether you're going for food or for any of these special places, uh, it's it's a great place to visit any time of the year. Don't forget about the tours, the Riverboat, uh, riverboat uh, Cruise. You can do the, the, the brewery tour. There's so many reasons. Uh, here's the website, frankenmuth.org. Check it out before you go, and any time of the year, you're going to enjoy it. Thanks, Jamie Furbush, for being with us today. And we're going to check out... Uh, 
a Chaco Town event. Coming up soon here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. It's interesting to note that when we travel around the state of Michigan or really anywhere we travel, there are two things most travelers do. Did you know that most of us, we shop, we go shopping, and then the other thing we do is we go eating. We go to restaurants. Those are the two big activities for any travel occasion that uh, most individuals or groups do. And, and as you look at travel as a business, those are the two things we're always looking at. How are we doing on restaurants and, and special eating activities and events? Because a lot of these food festivals that are everywhere in Michigan, we look at those as well. They're really important to kind of attract travelers to the state. So we love these things. And let me tell you, we have an event that's going to be coming up I believe to Detroit, we're going to find out soon. And it sounds like it's going to be fun, especially for those like me who like chocolate. I'm a chocolate fan. So let's find out what's happening with an event coming up in March, at least starting in March. It's going to go into June and it's called Choco Town, as in chocolate. So let's bring in Mary Furman. Mary is the associate producer of a firm called Fever. And Fever is doing this the special event. Mary, uh, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, hi, Dave. Uh, nice to be here. You bet. Now, we have to find out this Chaco Town event. This is going to Detroit as well, right? Right. We're in Metro Detroit. We're actually specifically in Troy. In Troy, in the very good. Ah, got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wondered about that because I was trying to think what type of a venue are going to be looking for. A mall seems perfect for something like this. So you're doing something called Chaco Town. Is this a first-time event? Have you done this anywhere else? We have. We actually opened for the first time in Cambridge last summer. Uh, so this will be our second uh, time with Chaco Town, bringing it to Metro Detroit. Cam- Cambridge as in near Boston. Correct. Yeah. So, oh, very good. Cool. All right. So Chaco Town, what is the, the idea behind this event and who came up with it? Yeah. So it's an original fever idea. We are creating a immersive chocolate village for guests to explore and use all their five senses to um, really interact with chocolate. So we have different chocolate samples. We have um, a whole village full of fun, interesting characters and games and, and a beautiful curated set for those Instagram photos. Whenever, whenever I hear the word immersive these days, I think about like these immersive Van Gogh uh, exhibits and shows that have been going all around the country where it seems like you are just, you know, going right within a Van Gogh painting, so to speak. So with Chaco Town, are you talking about something where you're setting up at the mall in Troy and there's going to be chocolate everywhere? So it's more like we're creating a world. Um, yes, um, immersive Van Gogh is more of uh, you're interacting in that painting versus here in Chaco Town, we're creating a, a different place for you to go rather than your day-to-day where you can um, just be immersed in this entire village. Um, instead, uh, So we have like what we call our 
our Choco Citizens Bank and our Cotton Candy Salon and our Chocolate Butcher. So you get to interact with all of these different elements um, that you're really transported into this different chocolate village. Hmm. Okay, how much of a space uh, are you taking for this? Because I'm trying to imagine what this is going to be like, whether we're going to kind of walk through um, like a trail, kind of like a uh, Wizard of Oz type of experience where you're kind of wandering through and seeing all these things all around you or if it's in some other type of setting. Yeah, so it's definitely um, a trail, like you're saying, um, similar to Wizard of Oz, but you're on this path and you're going through um, the different um, neighborhoods in this village. So we have our town square, uh, we have uh, Bon Bon Boulevard, <laughs> downtown, we have a space that we call Edge of Town, and then our Candy Carnival at the end, which is um, full of games and um, a great time. I probably should have thought about Willy Wonka before Wizard of Oz, because this sounds more like a Willy Wonka experience. Um, so I'm looking at your website. It says, from houses and fountains to chocolate chip rain and a cotton candy salon and banana split swings. <laughs> it just sounds <laughs> crazy. It sounds like food's everywhere. Uh, so this is this is going to be um, uh, something for sweet tooths for sure. Um, and are these, uh, as you look at this kind of like as a display, are there going to be, you know, like food product areas where you can purchase these items or is it simply for a display? So we have different sampling areas throughout the experience. That's where you're going to be eating all the chocolate that you want. Um, and then we'll have all that chocolate available for purchase as well in our gift shop at the end. I see from your website that it says you're going to offer an opportunity to learn how chocolate is made. And, and in other words, you know, obviously, um, you know, right from the, it sounds like the raw product right to the point where you're ready to eat it. Is that what you're going to show people? Correct, yeah. Um, Chocolate Town has a lot of um, learning opportunities um, about chocolate. One specifically, um, we have our mindful melting sample, where we're giving our guests uh, first a cacao bean. Um, they get to nibble at it, see how, you know, how bitter it tastes, and um, get to really explore where the chocolate comes from. And then it, you also then get uh, a milk chocolate wafer to then see how it goes from one to the next. And um, we have um, some great language, sorry, uh, we have some great um, talking points from our from our staff there to really explore how chocolate is made. Yeah, basically learning opportunities. You know, the mm -hmm. thing is, you know, I'm always looking for these types of things that are not only just fun, and especially not only just fun for adults, but opportunities for the whole family, opportunities for kids to learn, and especially to learn where food comes from. And it is interesting to think anybody who's who's ever tried, you know, like baking chocolate or whatever, it's not sweet until you you really start to use it and start to, yeah. you know, uh, make things with it, uh, that, that it all kind of comes together. Now, I see that you also have some games you're going to have at uh, Chaco Town. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, down in our candy carnival area, we have a lot of fun games like a ring toss. We have what we call Chaco Naco. Um, a lot of um, great places just to play for everybody. So the, this is going to happen. It starts March 16th. Uh, you're going to be in Troy. Tell us again where you're going to set this all up. Yeah, we're in the Oakland Mall um, in um, what was used to be the old Sears Anchor Spot. 
Um, it's really close to Hobby Lobby, if you're familiar with the mall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we're we're going to have a great time there. Sounds like it. So it's all being set up March 16th. You're going to go through or at least into June with the uh, Chaco Town event. And uh, wow, you know, if you're like me and you really like to just explore, you know, new things, fun things, bring the kids. And uh, not only will you be able to enjoy this kind of like Willy Wonka, you know, looking type place, but uh, having the opportunity to see how chocolate is made is going to be fun. I was actually at the Hershey plant years ago in Hershey, Pennsylvania, uh, and I was blown away at the huge vats of chocolate that were all over the place. It was unbelievable. Um, And uh, I learned that they had a rule that you could eat as much of any candy that you want while it was being made there at Hershey, the workers, as long as you never took it out of the plant. It was like, wow. And I'm sure after a couple of days, they never want to eat anymore again. So it sounds like we're going to have an opportunity to see all this stuff, also have some experimentation on maybe checking out some some new candy, some new chocolates along the way as well. Uh, and it's all happening uh, between March 16th and into June. This is at the Oakland Mall. So think about that Sears location uh, for... Uh, an idea of where you're going to be. And if you want to learn more before you go, here's the website, thechocotown.com. That's C-H-O-C-O, thechocotown.com is the website. Our thanks to Mary Furman. Mary is the associate producer from Fever, and Fever, of course, the uh, production uh, house that's putting this all together. So we'll look forward to that. Another new event in the Troy area uh, this coming Spring. I guess we could call March 16th spring, right? I'm forgetting when the seasons start and stop officially. We have something really interesting coming up. We're going to talk to a TV producer about a new show called The Craftsman's Legacy. That's coming up next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. It's Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. If you listen to this program often, you might have heard occasionally we have our friend Tom Dalton and uh, his colleague Jim Edelman from the PBS TV show Under the Radar. They they, they often are uh, guest hosting with us, and I always love having them in the studio because, first off, they're just a blast to be with. But their experience of traveling on the road all throughout Michigan, looking at different what they call under-the-radar things that there are to see and do around the state. It's really fascinating, and they find some really interesting things along their path. So you really need to find their program on PBS. It's really well worth it. In my community of you know the, the West Michigan area out of Grand Rapids, their program runs on Thursday evenings and I think Sunday mornings too. But you can find them all over the place, including on Michigan.org. We have a lot of their segments on Michigan.org as well. Well, the, the whole the whole thing about traveling and doing these fun shows leads us to other programs that are offering these really interesting places and stories all around the state of Michigan and sometimes around the country, maybe even around the world sometimes. There's a program called The Craftsman's Legacy. 
And this has been on PBS. It actually started on PBS. And now you can catch segments on YouTube. And they often feature, um, you know, special segments made in Michigan. We're going to find out about that, what uh, the creator of this program and the star of this program is up to these days in ways that uh, you can learn more about what is called the Craftsman's Legacy Story. So let's bring in Eric Gorges, the host of A Craftsman's Legacy. So you started years ago. What was the premise of the program? So I uh, grew up, uh, you know, with a, a granddad who, who was a, uh, a master cabinet maker, and, and my dad was very hands-on. So I, I grew up, you know, working with my hands and, and learning about that. And uh, eventually started a, a motorcycle uh, company in Michigan called uh, Voodoo Choppers. And, and we specialized in handmade motorcycles. So I've always had this, this love and affinity for, for craftsmanship. And I, and I thought a television show based on craftsmen would be very interesting. And, uh, and it turns out it, it has been. Yeah, so when you think of craftsmen, I don't know why, but I, my mind always goes to wood. Maybe because sure. my dad, when I was a little kid, he had this, this shop. And he was always working with wood, and he was really good at that, uh, you know. But y- you describe your motorcycle shop, and that certainly is a craft. If you are, you know, hand making these personalized motorcycles, it's it's a, a a real skill. So, on the program, do you talk to different crafters, makers? Uh, innovators, um, you know, from a variety of of medium and whatever they're working with. Yeah, absolutely. We've we've done shows on on luthiers, you know, people that make guitars, and yeah. violins, and mandolins, and things like that. Um, we've done uh, glass work, or, uh, glass blowers, uh, or uh, marini glass. Um, we've done textiles with you know leather workers and quilters and weavers and things like that uh you know woodworkers obviously we've done a ton of woodworking blacksmiths you know all all, all kinds of, of different uh mediums and and uh, and skill sets you know and uh it's pretty enlightening honestly you know it's, especially because so many of these um people just have wonderful stories and and their, their journey in life is just amazing and and oftentimes, you know, you'll run into people that are just, uh, you know, they're they're not interested in in getting hundreds of of chairs made. They're interested in making one. Oh right? yeah. And 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 they spend a lot of time on one particular item, um, and then that's just how they live their life. And, you know, for me, it's it's been that way too. So. I find a lot of common ground. You know, I was I was talking about uh, the folks uh, from the PBS TV show Under the Radar, and yeah. uh, a couple of years ago, maybe it was just a year ago, um, they invited me to come along and do some shows with them, and we visited John Wilson. He's a box maker out of Charlotte, and mm-hmm. talk about a craftsman. I couldn't believe all that goes into making these kind of like Amish boxes. And then he, 
he does classes and it, it's an amazing thing. So, so I really enjoyed, I guess they were shaker oval boxes if I remember right, but that was a cool they thing. Are. Yeah. Have you, have you met him? Yes, actually, uh, episode one in season one was John. Wow. I'm not surprised because he was just so, (laughs) so, he was so good and what a nice man. I'm looking forward to to finding that program. Well, so now, now you did the program on PBS for a few years and then you transitioned Mm -hmm. over to YouTube. So can we see those programs you've done in the past? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the programs are online. They're all free. And, uh, you know, the first four seasons uh, were on PBS nationally uh, and on Create. Um, and they still air those seasons. And then we moved season five and, and ongoing to, to YouTube Direct. And then it's just a little bit easier for us. So what are some of the, the favorite places that you visited here in Michigan and, and the, the stories that you've learned uh, about people along your path? You know, I really love northern Michigan, so we've done a lot of episodes in, in northern Michigan, um, you know, all over the Traverse area, and Charlevoix and Sheboygan, and, you know, all over there. So um, those are some of my my favorite uh, favorite places in Michigan to go. You know, I'm a uh, avid snow skier, so we did uh, Shaggy's skis up in uh, in Boyne area, and they hand make skis for people. And, you know, a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, very unique. I've heard of that company. I've not. I don't think I've seen them. You know, their finished work, yeah. but I've. But a lot of people talk about Shaggy's. Any others yeah, that really great, great come to guy. mind? Uh, we did a luthier over on the west side of Michigan. Uh, hmm. Brian Gallup. He was, he was really, really interesting. He built uh, a whole school around, uh, you know, learning how to make guitars and, and really specializes in uh, acoustic guitars. And you know, he has a lot of different uh, artists playing his instruments. Well, it sounds like a, you know the perfect type of show to do. You know, at least home-based in Michigan because of the innovators and the makers. Uh, we have so many of them. Um, yeah. And it's not, we don't just make cars here. Let's put it that way. And you, you combine That's it true. with the artists, and you, you have a lot of people you can talk to. Have you, have you talked to any boat makers or kayak makers or canoe makers, anything like that? Yeah, we did. We did a, um, a gentleman up in northern Michigan and uh he makes uh kayaks and uh canoes uh he's done full size boats too but um and he's also in the Boyne area if i remember that was quite a few years ago yeah now i know you you actually go all over the country um recording these segments and and mm-hmm. you you now are doing programs and, and people can find them I was, I'm sure, on your website, but they're they're really kind of based or or hosted on YouTube. So the website is craftsmanslegacy.com, and we'll get to that at the end of the program as well. And then you put some of these stories together in a book. Tell us about that book. Yeah, I I wrote a book that uh, it sort of has two timelines. You know, one timeline is is when I was growing up, and uh, 
you know, just sort of a background on me a little bit and uh, how I started the, the motorcycle company and, and learned my skills as a, as a metal shaper. And then also uh, we interject stories about the, the different craftsmen that I've worked with and, the, the you know, the different men and women who uh, who have taught me things and, and, uh, and what we've gleaned from that. That's that's neat. Uh, this is Algonquin Press. You uh, put this book out what in 2019, so it's still out there. If people wanted to uh, visit you at your motorcycle shop, can they still do that? They can. It's in Auburn Hills. Uh, we're by appointment only, but you know, call up or send an email or something, and people stop by all the time and say hi. And um, you know, you can also uh, find us on social media pretty regularly. Yeah, I love seeing the the craft work and the art artistry that goes into these custom made motorcycles, and there are a few of them in the Detroit area that are pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to checking yours out. Here's the website, folks. It is CraftsmansLegacy.com. You can learn all about Eric Gorges, not only about um, the Craftsman's Legacy, but of course learn how you can find his motorcycle shop as well, and the book as well. So our thanks to Eric. Craftsman'sLegacy.com. We're going to head to Monroe next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. One of the first places that people often stop at, if I can say it that way, uh, in the state of Michigan when they're driving up from that kind of southwest area, basically the Toledo area, and you're kind of coming up 75, uh, you get to that kind of Dundee region. There's, there's also the, the historically significant town of Monroe. I mean, a lot of things have happened there from uh, people who were really important in uh, the making of the American story were born there. And some really interesting things happened there, uh, including the I mean, the bloodiest skirmish of the War of 1812 happened there. It was just a horrible thing. But um, today, because of that, there's a national park there. And that will only become more prominent as they build out the features of that national park over the years. It's a really cool place, and I wish more people would go to Monroe. Uh, it, it really is a neat place. So if you haven't been there for a while, I hope we can convince you in the next couple of minutes to at least check it out because it's really well worth the visit. Let's bring uh, Kara Bischoff. Kara is the uh, one of the board members of the Monroe CVB. Uh, and Kara, it's great to have you in the program today. It's wonderful to be here. Excited to share, like you said, some of the great things. You know, Monroe County is really that cornerstone that welcomes everybody into the state when you're coming in in the southeast side. So there's a lot to offer. And you, you mentioned what's happening over here at the National Battlefield. And if you are familiar at all with the War of 1812, you know, Commodore Perry's battle cry out on the lake to remember the raisin is definitely one of those um, interesting pieces of history that we love sharing and some of the great stuff that we have at the National Battlefield and all the exhibits. Well, it's a special place, and I think we, we should all be proud of the fact that it is now a national park for many years. I think there was 
uh, there was some advocacy activity going, trying to encourage the Interior Department to make that a national park. It certainly is deserving. So it's really cool to see that. And over the years, as they build out more attractions there, I think there's just going to be more and more to see. So I'm looking forward to that. But, but most people going to Monroe, in addition to checking out that site, I know they're checking out you know, your, your special events. Uh, you, you've done some great concerts in the past. And at this time of the year, uh, I know it's a, a haven for anglers as well. Uh, tell us a little bit about the fishing opportunities in Monroe. Well, it's not a secret if you're engaged in fishing activity at all that Monroe is part of that walleye capital of the world. What we have here on the shores of Lake Erie and the tributaries that are part of that, we're extremely excited to be welcoming in the Master Walleye Circuit. Now, this is the longest-running national walleye series that there is in the nation, um, celebrating 40 years. And they're going to be based right out of Monroe for their tournament sponsored by um, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, which, of course, if you're coming into Monroe County and you like anything to do with the outdoors, you want to make sure you get a chance to stop at Cabela's in Dundee. And then um, this will actually be taking place April 21st and 22nd. So we've got a lot of fun things planned for kids, some kind of touch-a-boat-styled items, and the excitement of seeing world-class fishing happening right here on our shores. Oh, that, that sounds great. I know that's going to be popular. I mean, the walleye in our region... Uh, this this region is known for walleye, basically from Monroe all the way up the Detroit River, really, um, is, is known for walleye. So that that uh, master uh, circuit uh, tournament you're having is going to be very popular. When is that going to happen? So this is going to be happening on April 21st and 22nd. Uh, boats will be able to launch out of different areas. So if you're in any part of that shoreline area, you're going to be able to see some unique things happening and these are some impressive sportsmen that are going to be out there competing. And this is completely professional anglers, right? These are professional anglers, yes. And um, they'll be out, you know, kind of finding where they think is going to be those hot spots beforehand. So if you are interested in learning from the pros, you might mm. be able to sneak out onto the lake and see what's happening beforehand. Well, they always have those those other activities in addition to the competition. There are those demos and those displays and all that. So it's, it's well worth checking out. Uh, April 21st and 22nd, the Walleye Master Circuit coming to Monroe. That, that'll be cool. Now, the, the whole thing about that area, it's, it's a surprisingly natural area. Because I usually think of Monroe, you know, right on the river and, and you know, the, the town itself. But you have Sterling State Park, which is beautiful. And I understand, uh, I didn't know this until we were just talking before we went on the air, uh, that there's an international wildlife refuge there as well. Yeah, there is. And it's really unique how our history and culture plays into how we've been able to maintain the outdoor areas here. Of course, the area that was first settled along the River Raisin was Frenchtown, and it was attracted because of the fur trade and things that were happening in this beautiful landscape with the marshes along the shore. And where we are located is a unique place where you have the convergence of a state park, a national battlefield park, and the Detroit River International Wildlife Refuge. Um, 
the refuge, especially in the winter, can become a birder's haven. Um, even if you're not a, a huge ornithology follower, everyone loves the opportunity to see the majestic bald eagle. And along the shores of Lake Erie, you're going to find sometimes between 60, 70, even documented in previous years, up to 100 resident eagles making the shores of Lake Erie here in Monroe County home. Yeah, you know, eagles are looking for open water. And, of course, this winter there has been a lot of open water, but typically they can only find them at power plant sites because that water is warmer there. It melts, and and you can see the, the bald eagles there. I have seen them. It's pretty awesome to see them fishing, so to speak, in their own way, and just to see them kind of gathering because to see a whole bunch of eagles gathering together at once is a pretty cool thing. It's very, very impressive, and, you know, it's one of the things that makes coming and visiting here in Monroe, if you are an angler, uh, such a great experience is because it doesn't matter if it's in the, the summer months and you're taking advantage of maybe the, the spring walleye run or um, even here during the winter when there is open water, it's excellent perch fishing off of the pier in Luna Pier in the southern part of our county or getting into some of the other areas for ice fishing. Well, the, the uh, speaking of uh, other things to do in the area, I know you have the River Raisin uh, Center of the Arts, the Meyer Theater, and there are events happening there all the time. Yeah, just in case being outside isn't maybe the, the number one thing on your winter to-do list, We've got world-class entertainment that's coming into these unique facilities here that we have. Um, this could be at the Monroe County Fair, which is extremely unique in that they have ongoing things almost every weekend, including coming up in March, we have a vintage market. We also have a really unique event, which is the Psychic and Holistic Expo. Huh. And this has become popular because we just opened the first ever multi-story horror museum in downtown Monroe. Well, that's different. It is very different. They're hosting events like uh, ghost hunts and have some really unique hands-on things that they've been working with. So if you're in downtown Monroe, maybe doing some shopping at any of these boutiques or things we have, definitely want to check out the Michigan Museum of Horror. Um, while you're there, you mentioned the River Raisin Center of the Arts. Uh, the RRCA is an awesome place for a theater experience, easy parking in downtown, and on March 10th, they are featuring an Irish rambling house celebrating the event of St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, so there you go. Well, that, that, of course, that's such a big uh, time to get together and have a lot of fun and listen to some fun music. So just another reason to visit Monroe and for information about all these things, the tournament, that uh, spectacular national park, and all these other really cool things. Go to this website, visitmonroemi.us. Our thanks to Kara Bishop for being with us today. And we need to wrap it up, so we'll talk to you next week here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling.